Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. Podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health, find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And today it's me, Jim and Alberto. And we have uh, a, another chance to kind of get together and chat. This is airing just before New Year's. So we thought we'd take the opportunity to uh, kind of talk about the year beginning and all of the wonderful stuff that comes with that. So we're going to get into all of that. But let's go around the horn real quick and see what's new. Jim, what's going on with you? Um, you know, winding up, uh, the year, as you mentioned, so, um, a variety of things at work, a variety of things with the holidays and such. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a time of reflection. There's some family birthdays and some, uh, occasions that have taken place, not just the holidays and thinking about things and whatnot. So, um, kind of grasping the fact that we're going into the twenties in just a, a few days by the time this airs, like, you know, when people say the twenties, you might think the 1920s and now we're in a whole different ball game. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment, a little bit random, but, uh, no surprise at the end of the year. Sure. Alberto, how about you? No, same thing as far as work goes, just, you know, winding things down. Uh, everything goes as planned. And when this airs, I should be coming to the end of my uh, strict keto bulk, which has been an interesting experience. I was just doing the math in my head right now. Uh, I took November off to go carnivore from tracking. And I honestly thought I was going to lose weight. And I didn't, which is a good thing. And was what I'm trying to do. But uh, outside of November, this was a four-month bulking experiment. <laughs> and if it all went as planned... I should be at roughly 185 to 186 pounds, which the fascinating thing about that is that would put me 20 pounds over my maintenance weight uh, of when, obviously, I hit maintenance starting keto. And uh, when you look at it in that perspective, you know, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, you put on good bulk and it's not, you're far from fat, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, that's for sure. Um so yeah, um, I have had a busy, busy week. It was, um, I, I only got to Krav Maga once last week because I just couldn't um, get around to it. So, so much stuff going on. Um, I am actually going to shift for a little bit to uh, try to make the schedule work for Kung Fu with my wife, which will be a cool thing to do together. And it's going to be kind of in the same vein. So uh, we'll give that a shot. See, uh, see how the scheduling work on that, because that that will uh, that's the major determining factor on my involvement on that. But I've been enjoying getting to do some martial arts like stuff uh, lately. And so I plan to try to keep that up as best as I can. Um, and how's then, your flexibility gone with that, Chris, just as a side question, it's showing my lack of flexibility actually. And I need to work okay. on it a lot. I've got uh shoulder impingement, um, in, in different moves, uh, which is why, which is another reason why I didn't uh, really go last week is that we kind of had these moves that are up and out and over and it just killed my shoulders, um, last week. Um, especially since we were going hard and heavy with them. Um, so it was, uh, it was it it, it sh it's showing me where I need to work, but um, I can it, it it doesn't feel like there's injury there. It's just work that needs to be done. Right. Uh, same thing with my hips. Whenever I hit the wrong kick at the at the wrong angle, um, that's whenever I start feeling some impingement in my in my hips that I've known has been there for a long time. And of course, all of that comes from the fact that I sit or stand at a keyboard about forty to sixty or more hours uh, a week. So um, that's uh, I've just got to work more uh, at trying to get away from that and get into some better habits of breaking uh, down those uh, those instabilities. Uh, so let's um, let's go into some shout outs here real quick. What uh, I, let's Jim, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Ryan Unger. Um, I've not really had any interaction with Ryan too much in the group, but put a post up um, earlier this month. I've been on keto for about two and a half months in the gym for three months. Crazy. I let myself get to the middle picture, which she's pretty good size there. Um, keto literally saved my life. Um, everyone stay focused. It will happen. 
dropped from 245 to 201 as of the first part of December, and uh, definitely some big strides there for sure. So the combination of the gym and working out along with the uh, keto has definitely improved his life a little bit. So Ryan is my shout out of the week. Very cool. Alberto, how about you? No, I'm going to do a double, little double action. Uh, just actually, probably within the last hour, both uh, fellow members and former guests to the podcast, Jared Yelverton and Tony James, announced that they will both be attending KetoCon. Uh, they got their their passes, and they'll be joining us in Austin for Tony. That's probably just an hour cruise north. For Jared, it's a slightly more, slightly longer hike, but uh, it'll be good to have them, and, and it'll be awesome to hang out with those guys to add them to the to the clan of people. We'll have. Yep, it's going to be really great. And they're, uh, I think Jared said that he's bringing the whole lot, so it's his wife and his kids and and all that. So it's going to be uh, going to be good. Uh, good to get to see everybody and meet them in person. And so that's a, a, a it, it, it's going to get going to be great to see them. It. Uh, it's a good opportunity for us to share that once again, there is still tickets available. They could potentially sell out this year, though. Last year, we were really close to completely selling out that thing. So don't don't miss out on on getting your tickets. Uh, get get them soon so that you can make sure that you don't um, don't miss out on the opportunity to get to be at KetoCon with us because that's a uh, it's going to be a really really good thing. There is a link in the uh, link tree, so if you go to the ketomansclub.com, you can uh, click on the KetoCon link and that will get you where you need to be to be able to purchase tickets and uh, and that that will be great. Uh, we want to see you there uh, because it's a really great time for the community to get together, but it's also a really great learning opportunity for you. Uh, and you know, there's always the keto treats because it's all about the keto treats too. <laughs> uh, lots and lots of of products to try and swag to yes, get. Yes, yes. I'm gonna have to show some restraint. <laughs> I know. Typically, like I went all in. Oh, everybody went all in. Like I knew what I was doing. I'm like, I'm gonna go all in and eat all of this, and then yeah. yeah. Not the greatest uh, feeling two, three days later. <laughs> no, no. It well, takes... I'll be flying in, so I can only take a limited amount back on the airplane. Yeah. So I'll leave whatever I can for you two guys. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It, it'll, it won't go to waste, or it will go to waste now you look at it. I honestly still have a giant bag in my pantry full of random KetoCon mm-hmm. uh, samples and mm-hmm. energy drinks and all kinds of stuff. So I'll occasionally dip in there and go through it, but I definitely don't uh, like just, just go go crazy with it once. If it's... Yep. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. So I'm going to shout out my my personal friend Wesley Middlebrooks. He uh, had had joined the the group a couple months ago, and he's been pretty quiet. He posts a, a little thing here and there every now and again. I don't think he's shared any of his story yet. Um, but he uh, he and his wife have been doing keto, and they did carnivore for the month of November. And last I heard, he he said they they decided they're going to keep with it because they were just feeling great. And so that's uh, really good signs. I'm I'm glad for them. He's lost a good amount of weight. He's active. And and, uh, and all of that, so that that helps him to to get things done that need to be done. And so he uh, he's doing good. So good on you, Wesley. Good to to have you on the in the group um, and all of that. So we want to talk about the beginning of the the new year. This you know here from the time that we air this, it will be a couple a uh, couple weeks uh, or a couple days away uh, for a new year and. That is synonymous for a lot of people with new starts, uh, resolutions, buckling down, X, Y, Z. I'm not big on on resolutions. Um, it, how about you guys, Jim, Alberto? No, never have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be honest. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm the same way. I, I just I don't know, like. I really don't even have a really good explanation for it. it. Just it just doesn't like like I don't I don't have to have things start on like a specific day. I mean I, I get the mentality and why it's helpful for some people, but I just it just to me I don't I'm not goal oriented in that manner. Like to me, I have my goals laid out for the end of the year, but like I'm working on those now. You know, so it's kind of been more of a continuation of what I'm doing and, and seeing what I can accomplish. Yeah, I. So I I'm I am absolutely the type of person that if I were to do the the resolution thing whether it was new year's or otherwise it would just be the okay i'll start tomorrow thing and as i know uh alberto you've posted many many times when people say when should i start or i'm going to start on monday what do i need to do that you you find a way to encourage them to start yesterday start yesterday yeah (laughs) um and and i i 
that's what became truth for me is, you know, why put this off? I didn't have any landmark thing whenever I, I found keto and I did actually have a, um, a food tracking wellness challenge at work that kind of lined up whenever I kind of got started, but that was just kind of happenstance. Like I would have started keto at that point, regardless. It just helped that I had that little tracking thing. <clears throat> um, but I do know that these, that, that resolutions or goals or time of, of, uh, reorienting and reorienting and focus can be pretty helpful for some, uh, let's, let's talk about goal setting in general, whether it's a resolution, whether it's something that's for a specific date, uh, what, what makes it, uh, what's, what increases your chance for success and things like that for those people that are going to make it a resolution type thing, uh, how can they maximize it, their, their impact with that? And let's start with, uh, with Alberto. Uh, I would say, especially in this game, everything's more of a long-term goal, even though you want immediate results. Everybody wants immediate results. Even like me, like I'm trying to gain weight. I mean, you guys have known the struggle that I've had with that particular thing, even though it's the opposite struggle the most. Like it's still, I fought it for a long time. And um, what, two years into keto, I finally cracked my personal code on how I can actually start gaining weight. Yeah, eat 4,000 um, calories a day. Yeah, and, and work out less. <laughs> I would have never thought that I was working out too much, too hard to to pack on size and I, and just following that little rant. Like what I was doing was fine. It was great for endurance. It was great for building strength. It was great for getting strong. I just wasn't getting physically bigger, so that was the goal. But uh, anyways, back to back to the original question. Uh, everything's long term. Uh, you you've got to appreciate every little moment that you have. Every little step, every little accomplishment between, you know, now and your long-term goal, you know, don't just blow past them because you haven't hit that 30-pound loss mark, that 40-pound loss mark, you know, like every pound that you lose, every five pounds that sticks, like you know, take advantage of that, celebrate that, and, and then just keep the long game. And, and even for me, like I had my long game goal and I achieved it this year, but then now that goal just got a little farther away because now I'm here and it's like, well, now, now what? I'm not just going to sit still. It's not how I tend to do things. You know, as the weight was coming coming down for me, I thought I looked great at like 180 pounds. And I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm full of muscle. I've been lifting for years. There's no, there's nothing else to lose. Well, you know, then 15 pounds later when I was 166 pounds, <laughs> I realized what I really look like. <laughs> so, so, you know, for me, it was always just to get back up and now I'm, you know, I'm weighing in at about 183, 184 pounds. So, so that was a long-term goal and it was a struggle to get here, but you know, as the weight was going up, I, I it, it made me very happy and, and eventually even longer term goal. Uh, when I was at my biggest and sickest, uh, I was 195 pounds, whether I liked it or not, regardless of anything I did to try to fight it. So I have a goal of getting back to 195 pounds on my terms because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Why not add a little bit more muscle? So. Yeah. And it might not be possible, but you know what? We're going to try. Good. Jim, how about you? Your, your success keys? Uh, well, I think one of the first things is that if you are like many people who feel that January 1st is a new chapter and everything is just going to suddenly work because you're writing a new date on your checks, it's not going to happen just that simply. You're not going to walk into a gym for the first time and suddenly be able to run five miles on a treadmill at nine miles an hour. You're not going to be able to lift. 275 pounds over your head, and you're not probably going to be able to do 200 chin-ups just like that. It doesn't mean that it's not within your grasp on down the line, but don't get defeated on January 3rd when you've been there for a day or two and you're not feeling the results, you're not seeing it happen, whatever the case may be, or worse, you've hurt yourself because you aren't used to that kind of thing. So, you know, what we talk about here with the keto way of eating is a food plan. It, it, I mean, Alberto is a great example. There's many guys that do all kinds of different works, workouts and everything. So the gym can be part of it and it's encouraged to be part of it, but it's not all the end all be all with all of this. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're thinking that stepping into that fitness center on January 1st is going to change everything, it's definitely a, a starting point for sure. But you have to 
focus on short, mid-range, and long-term goals. Um, the other thing that I would throw out here is you've got to have someone that will help you stay accountable. Um, if you are one who uh, grabs a handful of M&Ms out of the bowl at work when you walk by, you know, you need somebody that's going to, hey, I saw that and jokingly, but seriously, say you can't do those kinds of things. You need somebody who is going to look out for you and likewise somebody that you are going to look out for. So find that accountability partner, find that person who wants to help you all succeed and take advantage of it. Be sincere about it. Be genuine with it. Um, years ago, I worked for an investment firm. And one of the things that um, we told our clients over and over again is making savings part of your payment plan. You make a payment for your car. You make a payment for your house or your apartment. You make a payment for your insurance. Why are you not making a payment for your financial future? It's the same thing with this. Make an effort every day, every week whatever the case may be, to make those steps because you will see results short, mid-range, and long-term if you stick with a plan. Um, the, and might I add that that is a much better answer than my answer. <laughs> I just had time to think about it, Alberto. That's all right. You, you, you covered the basics when you started. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to my, – mine's very similar, um, and I'm, I'm totally stealing the, the idea. Like this isn't unique to me by any means. Um, for me, it, it does help to to use the SMART acronym for goals. So uh, this is something that I think I've seen in every corporate environment that I've worked in is this exact acronym and, and all of that. And uh, SMART, specific, measurable, assignable, relevant, uh, assignable, sometimes, um, no, that's measurable, um, assi assignable, <laughs> relevant, and time-based. And so it's, it's that idea of make it something specific so that you have, you know, instead of just pointing your arrow somehow somewhere in the general direction of, I want to be healthy again, uh, make it something that you, you can shoot for specifically, make it be something that you can track, make it be something that is measurable in some form or fashion. The scale by itself is a bad one, by the way. Um, assignable meaning something that you can actually like, okay, this is a task that I can do that will help me towards this goal. Relevant, make sure that the goal or the, the support steps for the goal, they are actually applicable and going to help you reach it. Because there's a lot of times where we're out there spinning our wheels trying to get things done, but we're spending a lot of time spinning our wheels on things that we don't need to. And then time-based, make it be something that you have a deadline for. Uh, whenever I have a month-long thing that I'm doing, whether it's a wellness challenge for work or Carnivember, just having that deadline at the end of the month, just having that deadline at the end of a period of time is a good thing for me to have. I am very much one of those that when I'm working on a project for whether it's a podcast or something at church or work, if I don't have a deadline, I promise you it's going to wait until the day that it's like absolutely due because it's been, you know, put off 14 times. So having a deadline, having a specific time is super helpful and specifically something that I need that I thrive on. So that's a, a good thing. So that, that to me is the best model for creating sustainable and achievable goals is, is that SMART acronym. Hopefully people have heard before um, and hopefully that helps. So that, that's my thought. Any other thoughts or arguments on that? Pretty straightforward. No, I think and you again, got it. A much better answer than mine. <laughs> and better than mine. So Chris, just, you know, do the, you, you, you topped us both. <laughs> Good thing you went last. <laughs> to top anyone. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we've got, um, coming into the new year, it, there, there is inevitably going to be a lot of people that are just starting keto at the beginning of the year because it's the fresh start after the, the holidays. The other thing that I would probably include with that whole idea on resolutions and the beginning of the year and whatnot is we really need to work as, as human beings in general to get rid of any of the guilt-based goal setting. Oh, I picked out at Christmas and Thanksgiving, and now I'm up X amount of pounds, and I feel horrible. So I, I'm gonna beat myself up. I'm gonna hit the gym seven times a week, and you know, spend three hours, and you know, all of this stuff, and and it's all a form of just like self self mutilation on some level, and that's not smart, and <laughs> that's not gonna help you reach your goal because you're gonna burn out in two weeks, and that's why the gym gets empty about halfway through January, um, and then it, it loses another half of its membership, uh, you know, two weeks after that, and so 
I want to ask you something because you, sure. you touched on something there a little bit, Chris, and I'm going to ask you two a question. Do both of you get the rush from working out? Do you get that, like, I'm on fire, I can conquer the world kind of thing that a lot of people talk about? Because if we're talking about the New Year stuff and everything, that is one thing that I have never really ever experienced. A few times here and there, like if I've really done something, wow, yes. But for the most part, it is a go in, do my duty, and out, and onward to the next thing kind of thing. Sure. Alberto, go ahead, and I'll, then I'll get my response. Um, y- yes, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't say it, it's like a rush to me. It's, it's like when you're in the battle of the workout and you're, and you're just grinding it out and you're able to zone out and like, you almost forget where you are and the movements become automatic and it, you almost only feel discomfort and pain, but you're looking forward to it. And, and so there's this weird, this weird space where my vision almost goes blurry and and like i'm just so zeroed in and focused and and i mean i guess that that would be considered the rush but like when i know i'm having a really 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 good workout and when i'm gonna walk out of that gym and i'm gonna be exhausted and my legs are gonna be shaking it's 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 not so much post as it is the thrill while i'm going through it okay yeah okay when 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 we were when i was lifting regularly that's more the type of experience that i had was in the moment there was a couple times where it was like heck yeah, I did that PR or, you know, that type of thing. And and that would give me a little bit of an, at least, a, um, I wouldn't even call it an endorphin rush. I would call it a, uh, it would at least give me a, that type of satisfaction that, that I know that I, that I come out of it knowing that I, you know, did good work. And so that, that's one of those things that I, I, I never got this super, super high until you know, a couple of weeks ago when I did pop and cough for the first time and like came in here and you know, Sunday, 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 the intro, uh, that was one of those moments where I definitely had an endorphin high. And I think it's that I, that was balls to the wall, cardio and aggression and all this stuff that I don't think I've ever challenged myself to let loose. And so for, for me, I've had recently a couple moments that were like that. But it took me doing something completely different than anything that I've done before. I definitely don't get that from normal cardio. Uh, and I get a lot of satisfaction from the the lifting that I've done because I can see the numbers and all that stuff. But that's not... Um, that's not quite the same thing uh, as as uh, as it would be otherwise. No, what I would consider like what you're what you're describing is almost like it's like it's like the show. You know, you're you're doing something new in front of new people, mm-hmm. and, and you know, like the, like when you first join a gym, it's it's almost the same feeling. Like it's 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 the show you're putting on the show, or like you're in the show. You know, you feel like you're highlighted because everyone's you feel like everyone's staring at you. Whereas after you know you go for a while, it's like doesn't matter if there's people there or not. You're you're just kind of concentrated on your own thing. And I w- and I will say that. Uh, when we were doing our five three one program, where, where we had a deload and we had a PR week, where a week where the only thing we we're dedicated to doing that week was hitting PRs in every exercise, I will say that's a completely different feeling because yes. it's like you're preparing for quote unquote the show. So so you know when you've been working four weeks and this is your week to see how much your numbers went up and they indeed do go up. And, and I'm not talking about the massive head rush you get after a heavy deadlift because you're not breathing right. <laughs> but uh, but there's definitely an endorphin rush after you you successfully pull mm-hmm. off more weight than you've ever moved, and uh, and you know you you take a moment to celebrate that because mm-hmm. uh, you well you really don't have a choice because you're about to pass out. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but, but that's a, that's a different feeling than the prior three weeks where you're just grinding it out to get to that week. Like that week's like your Super Bowl week. Yeah, absolutely. That that's um, whenever I had my my workout that I did with Robert and Crystal Sykes, and I did that the 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 squats that 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 I did the two seventy five or whatever. That was like that was pretty pretty major for me, and so I did get that type of you know that type of satisfaction, that kind of endorphin rush. And the only reason I didn't keep pushing was I I had been lifting just long enough to be able to know okay. Right there's a good place for me to stop. If I push myself any further, I could hurt myself. Um, so, I, and I know that Robert and Crystal wouldn't wouldn't let me hurt myself badly. 
but you never know um on that so i i was very happy yeah. with that with that that mark of, of getting to that point and so no problem there um it's also good to know the risk versus reward factor oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> right uh and with physical goals that's a that's a big deal like so if you are working out in the gym like i kind of mentioned earlier it isn't a good a good idea to go into the gym and try to set you know keep the mindset that you that you have to put in an hour and a half every single day of the week that's not good for not good for your body your body needs time to rest and recuperate especially if you've never worked out before go in maybe do a little bit of light cardio for 30 or 45 minutes leave and do that three to four times a week you know things like that are a you need to work up to working out heavy. We always talk about, you know, lift heavy, uh, you know, that's, that's in our kind of motto and our closing statements and things like that for the podcast. And that's, it's true. We want you to, we want a person you have any size of any, any, any state to lift heavy because we believe that it's important. Uh, whether it's male, whether you're male or female, whether you're, you know, morbidly obese or really, uh, you know, really well fit, you need to lift heavy because that's important for our bodies. Our, our bodies, they need that to be able to help strengthen bones and things like that. There's a lot of studies that are showing that, that, uh, women who are typically prone to things like osteoporosis, if when they start a regimen of, of lifting weights, even if it's very lightweight, if they just start, you know, lifting weights in general and putting stress on their body and stress on their skeletal system, their body will start refeeding those things into the bones and they'll see bone density increase and things like that. Pretty, pretty amazing. And the only thing that was being changed in those scenarios was they started putting their, their skeletal system under stress. So it's important to lift heavy, just build, work up to it. Be ready for it. Don't try to do 275 on your first day when you've never squatted before. Yeah. Um, and heavy is relative to the individual. Absolutely. It's only, it's only got to be heavy to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally relative. And you, you, you have to find what, what your heavy is. Whenever I first got into the gym and started lifting on my own before I started joining uh, Alberto in, in his workout, I had a template, but I had no play. I had no clue what my, my starting weight needed to be. So I was doing bare barbell for a lot of those, you know, uh, the bench press or things like that for those first time, especially whenever I was doing it solo and didn't have anyone to spot me. Uh, I was, I was going to go light versus going heavy because it, it just wasn't going to happen otherwise. Any other thoughts about, uh, about this, about goals and, and starting the new year? You know, I guess the other thing I would throw in is that a lot of people think that they have to do this major purge and um, clean out everything from their cabinet and, you know, depending on how you stumble across this with keto, you may be very familiar, you may not be, but you've got to suddenly get rid of everything that you own food wise. And it has to be uh, rice cakes and bottled water and boiled chicken and no salt and no seasoning and all this other stuff. That's not how any of this works. It's like that old lady on the Facebook commercial from a year or two ago <laughs> where they put the picture on the wall. You know, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> So, you know, smart before you throw away $100 worth of groceries or whatever the case may sure. be. There are food pantries. There are places that will gladly take those donations if that's what you want. But don't don't dive into something 110%. Nobody likes jumping in a lake full of ice cold water and thinking that that's just how it's got to be. You know, you still got to get out and, you know, get warm and get acclimated and everything. So go into it a little bit easy. We've talked about this on the show, on, on the podcast multiple times of, you know, steaks are better than shakes. Steak is good. Eggs are good. You know, eat meat. Go from there. Just watch it. And if you want more, there's 30 plus episodes of happiness yes, that we've is. provided <laughs> you with all kinds of info. Well, this will be episode 32 or 33. Um, so let, let's go ahead and announce it just so that it's open to the world. We've got a lot of people coming to the Keto Man's Club Facebook group, and they will answer the questions as best they can. But when they come to the macro question, it's always like, what's a macro? Or I'm just getting started and I want to know more. And so we've put our heads together. We've 
thought about it for a long time. We've been trying to work out strategies and we're still working out some of the details as of this recording. But by the time that this airs, uh, we do have uh, TKMC Beginners. It's a Facebook group. It's going to be more so open. So it's still uh, a private group that you have to, to answer the questions to be able to get in on. But you're um, we're not going to refuse anyone. If you are seeking information about keto, come on in. We're going to help you as best we can. We're going to have resources there for uh, common questions, videos that you can go to real quickly and, and watch them and, and get answers to those questions and, and try to link to a whole bunch of good stuff so that you can get that really good solid understanding. And then when you're ready, you can join the, the, the Keto Man's Club main group. And the reason that we do that, and actually, Jim, I'll, I'll defer to you. you it, this is your baby. I'll let you explain it because you'll do better better than I could. Um, so when the keto man's club started back in April, 2017, the idea was that there are a number of resources out there for men and women looking for, uh, basic info on the ketogenic way of eating. And so I found great information in a multiple number of groups, but once you kind of get acclimated to it, once you kind of get familiar with the way it, it rolls, you don't need to see the what can I have a Starbucks question four times a day or, you know, how can I have a baked potato when we can't have potatoes on this way of eating? Well, that's there's reason behind that. So um, the Keto Man's Club is kind of I have shared this in different podcasts before, like a, a two or three hundred level type thing. It's not an intro course. It's more a little bit more advanced. You're dialed in. You, you know what you're looking for and things like that. Um, so we are going to do this uh, TKMC beginners group that is that 100 level that is a open to men who want to uh, learn more about keto way of eating, um, get acclimated, as Chris said, of macros, working out, things like that. Um, you're going to see some crossover of members um, that will be helping to admin the group and so on. And yeah, you just need to be a guy and answer a couple quick questions, just like we do for the big group. And away we go. So start 2020 off. If you are finding us for the first time, um, because you are a guy looking for a way to get healthier, lose weight, whatever the case may be, um, go check out TKMC Beginners on Facebook. It'll be a, a group that you can see, but you can't see the content. You answer a couple security questions and we'll get you in as quickly as possible and away you go. And then once you find your path and get um, more acclimated to things and feel comfortable with keto, then you get to graduate to uh, the Keto Man Club and um, honors and benefits come with that. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and one one note to our, our listeners who applied to join the Keto Man's Club that didn't get past it because you were still seeking it out, uh, seeking out uh, some of the those beginner stuff. Go ahead and, and, and apply to the beginners group. That's really the, the, the place that, that's going to be perfectly suited for you. So go ahead and, and apply. You know, I feel bad whenever I whenever I take one of our our applicants and, and turn them away. I, I always feel bad about that, but I know it's the right decision for what we're doing because we're we're really are trying to create just like you said, a three oh one level group that we can really dive deep with each other in into living life in general, but also living life while staying keto. That's an important thing. So that's uh, it, that's an exciting thing. I, again, we're still hammering out some details, and we're going to try to make it work as best as we can. Uh, now, let's be honest here. It's possible that this can crash and burn, and we just shut it down. We hope not to. Uh, I think that we've got some really great guys that will be able to get in there to help uh, all these beginners, and we'll be able to lift everybody up. But uh, it, it's... These Facebook groups are a major undertaking, um, and uh, Jim has j done an excellent job of, of having a core group, a very small core group of, of admins keep relative peace in the, the Keo Man's Club for, for as long as we have. So that's what we're hoping for as we go forward, uh, even in the beginners group. And so um, that's exciting stuff uh, all, ar all around. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Um, Let's let's dive into the topic, uh, Alberto. I'll let you kind of introduce it here, but uh, we we kind of saw a discussion strike up in the the group this week that we wanted to dive in, and uh, especially with New Year's and celebrating, that's kind of this one's timely. So, Alberto, yeah, um, I said it, it's a uh, it's alcohol. I was going to try to come up with a funny little pun or something, but man, nothing came to mind quickly enough. So. So booze, booze and alcohol and keto. It, it's come a number of times. Um, it's not quite as complicated as some would make it out to be. So we decided we're going to kind of tackle it head on. 
I have a uh, particularly awkward relationship with booze coming from a long line of functioning alcoholics and having severely addictive tendencies myself. Um, so that pretty much my take on this was let's start it off with the, with the harsh reality of it. And then, you know, we'll finish off with some really delicious drinks that we can all enjoy responsibly and not worry about the detriment to our health when it's a a special occasion. But, uh, as I said in the group many times, you're never going to find alcohol and optimal health in the same sentence. At least you shouldn't, uh, they, they do not go together. They're, they're actually polar opposites in my opinion. Um, I, I've struggled uh, with alcohol. Uh, my dad has struggled with alcohol. Earlier this year, my dad almost checked out uh, due to a long life of really poor decisions. And ever since then, I, I really haven't drank much. It just uh, just don't feel right anymore. And, and it wasn't that long ago where uh, we had a member who was no longer in the group because uh, he was just very confrontational and liked to swear a lot. And then got to the point where he had to boot him out. But he, he called me out on my, uh, on my BS. You know, he said, you're over here, you know, every weekend out there, you know, posting pictures of you drinking booze. And a lot of these guys look up to you. A lot of these guys, you know, you're an influence to these guys. And, and, and what are you doing? You know, you're making it seem like, you know, drinking every weekend at partying is the way to do this. And he's like, do you not realize that you do have a responsibility to some of these people? And at the time, me and this guy would argue back and forth all the time. So I had to swallow a big jagged pill because he was 100% correct. And I, Tito, for me, with alcohol, I don't get hangovers. And I was getting to a point where I would still maintain my workouts and I would still you know, go to the gym and my job wasn't a problem. All that was a problem, which was actually worse because it never slowed me down in any way, shape, or form. But when, when you're downing a bottle of whiskey, you buy one on Friday and it's almost gone by Saturday mid-afternoon, that's not a great habit. And, you know, like, as I stated a second ago, I had a couple things happen in my life, which kind of kind of just changed my perspective. And, and I'll still enjoy a cocktail now and then, but you've got to come to terms with your relationship and with who you are on the inside. And I could have easily, I could very easily go down a very dark path. And I'll honestly, if it wasn't for the working out, the only thing that probably slowed me down is when it got really bad, I'd have a bad workout the next day. And then that's what would make me mad. Not really so much anything else. <laughs> it's just the fact that like, okay, I should have had a better workout today, but I, you know, I had one too many cocktails last night. And it just, you know, now it just, it just doesn't, I had to change my relationship with it. And I had to to focus more on the positive habits in my life. So yes, I work out a lot. Yes, I talk about training a lot. Yes, I post a lot of videos of me working out and PRs and all the stuff I do. But if I don't attach myself to something positive with a passion, I don't know where that monster is going to come out and what that's going to look like. Yeah, it, it's uh, well, and, and there was at, le- at least I think there was mainly just the, that one time that I'm like, um, yeah, we have a workout at 530 in the morning tomorrow. You remember that, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to stop <laughs> drinking now. <laughs> and I did. And, I, and when I got that text message, I was in pretty poor form. I felt great, but I was in pretty poor form. And, you know, you sent that text message and it just hit me. I'm like, ah, what am I doing? You know, and so. Yeah, well, you, you, had, you had had some. Water. Yeah, and you'd <laughs> had some complaints at, during workouts lately that you were feeling like trash or something. And, and so I was just, you know, doing what the gym partner thing's supposed to do. And, and, and offering a simple reminder to say hey you know you want to watch it because you know and and leave the decision to you because you're an adult you can make your own you know, make your own mind up but um it's good to have uh, as jim pointed out with the with the goal setting uh, accountability and jim what's your thoughts or, or experience with alcohol um like alberto said uh family variety of family people um have had issues with it over the years and so it really wasn't something that i grew up being around because my parents were both um a bit adverse to it um so i worked in a bar in my 20s and early 30s um and saw how kind of stupid people can get with it sometimes so i've never really been one to drink that much or anything like that um all that said i mean i don't mean that in like a snobbish way or anything like that it's just never been my thing my Mm go-to um but by the same token, I also appreciate a uh, a nice cocktail after a long week and meeting up with some friends or something. Um, I, I live in a town with four or five different craft breweries. So, yes, occasionally there is a beer involved, but nothing too wild and rambunctious or whatnot. Um, 
mixed drinks here and there, not really a wine guy. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that it's kind of like what Alberto said earlier. I, I learned um, at a young age, you know, people do notice you and, and what you do kind of thing. And so you kind of set an example. Um, years ago, I had the opportunity to work with a um, former NFL football player and was at a cocktail reception and wanted to get a photo and he put his drink down. I'm like, oh, that's no big deal. And he's like, no, I never get a photo with a drink in my hand because I could have the same one all night long, but then it looks like in every photo, I've never stopped drinking. I'm like, huh, interesting thought. So I kind of uh, yeah. followed that advice over the years as well. Um, but you know, this all kind of, this discussion kind of came up from a post in our group about, um, you know, what to, to do, what to drink, what's good and what's not good. And, and with the timing of new year's Eve and everything, um, that's kind of why we wanted to talk about it a little bit. So, um, that's kind of my perception on things. I don't know if that was a very long winded roundabout, no answer, Chris, or it's, it's your experience <laughs> it's, with it. And my, yeah. My, yeah, mine is very, very similar. I grew up in a, a, a Christian home. My my mom grew up Baptist, uh, so there was like no alcohol ever growing up. In fact, I think there was one or two occasions where um, where alcohol was ever at, at any type of event in my my childhood, and I was aware that it was it was there, but it's just nothing that that made its presence known in my in my family's. Uh, so that it was never an issue, and I. So I'm adopted, and part of that story is that my birth mother was an alcoholic. And so I grew up assuming, and I've confirmed it at this point, that I have on some level an addictive personality. Now, I have avoided most of the pitfalls of that and have channeled a lot of that addiction into overworking or into other things like getting really interested in physical things of late. And so that's. That's how I've I've channeled it over the years, but it, I never really got into alcohol because for heck I didn't even touch alcohol until I was twenty three, twenty four. Like it was it was a while, and, and some of that was that I was actively a you know in full in some form of full time ministry for a while after graduating high school, and um, I was looked up to as a youth sponsor, and so I didn't ever want to have that picture. I didn't want to ever have a picture with with me with that. Or um, when I did start to to drink alcohol a little bit, I was still uh, it involved with the youth ministry, but I would make sure that I would never have it in the house if I was having an event over at my house with with the the youth group members. It just wasn't going to be around. I wasn't going to let there be any chance that they run into it. So, and I started out with the really, the really, really light stuff like the Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I, at this point, I've I've worked up to having a nice cocktail every now and again. Had a Moscow Mule the other day, or actually a Montana Mule. Um, had bourbon in it. It it, uh, it was it was good. And and you know I I enjoy them occasionally for the relaxation. Sometimes I'll I'll have. A, glass of wine with my wife, but it's not a big deal. Um, there's only been a handful of times where I've drank in excess in my, in my life. They never made me feel good. So <laughs> at least at, at the after effect never felt good. So I don't aim to recreate those events uh, on any type of basis. So that's, that's kind of my take on alcohol in general, as, as it, it pertains to keto. And we talked a little bit about this in the group, uh, let's talk about the scientific side of that a little bit. As far as fuel goes, uh, people will say if if I if I drink alcohol, even if I do spirits and things like that, will it kick me out of ketosis? Well, no, it won't kick you out of ketosis because if you stay away from the sugars and whatnot, you're not you're not spiking your insulin. But the alcohols that you're taking in will be an energy form that your body uses first. And so it, it slows ketosis down. It doesn't really stop it. Um, and so that that's kind of the, the biggest scientific or, or keto-related pitfall that I'm aware of. Uh, you guys know of anything else? It's been reported that you will get drunk a lot faster. Oh, <laughs> uh, reported and confirmed because I can have one drink and feel it a whole lot more than if I was to uh, done it in the past. Of course, I'm also a lot. And, and on that note, mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and on that note, I, 
I have noticed in, in my drunken shenanigans that not only do you tend to maybe get drunk a little faster, but at least for me, it seems like my body processes it a lot faster and, and it turns around and I sober up a lot faster than I ever have too. Mm-hmm. But that might be 100% metabolism related. Or maybe I'm just making stuff up. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that I both I both am more sensitive to, but that I also clear up um, than, than before. Whenever And, and the other side of that on the... Uh, on the the other side of that for me on the uh getting feeling the effects more is i'm i'm a smaller human than i was i'm i'm 50 to 60 pounds lighter than i used to so i don't have as much volume for that to spread out um and so yeah i'm going to feel a little a little easier now than i than I, um i was never you know a hardcore drinker to begin with but the, the time or two that i got seriously not where i want to ever go back to the, the that time or two I still had drank quite a lot <laughs> in those in those times um I, I'm I'm one of those that that for a long time I believed if someone gave you a drink that you can't turn it down because it was them giving you something and that's how those have happened and I will find a way to politely say no in the future <laughs> if that ever happens again um, um so yeah um but yeah I think I do think that that there is some getting feeling the effects more quickly, but I do think that, that we also have the ability to process it more quickly um, because we're processing it differently. Uh, so let's talk about some of the favorites that we do like, um, try to try to do some positivity in this, because I do think that, that alcohol is not something that's on the do not drink list uh, in general, but there are some guidelines that will make it better and will... Um, be tasty because well you know who doesn't like tasty things we drink a lot of water on keto so having something with some flavor to drink is a good thing so uh jim what's a favorite for you um i am slowly developing a taste for some whiskey okay. and i know that that is uh there's a whole world out there into the whiskey and bourbon thing and i am just dipping my toe in a little bit so um there's a couple places locally that have some decent stuff that i've tried um i actually have a friend that lives in kentucky that there's kind of i don't know if i should put this out publicly there's kind of this like underground trading thing going on on like social media and stuff where you know these people will say hey i got a bottle of this but i'm looking for a bottle of that anybody got it and all this other stuff like okay all right this is interesting so, um, so I would say whiskey is one to start off with. Um, definitely, if you've got someone who um, is familiar with different whiskeys and bourbons and such, to take him or her along and um, you know get a flight, try what you like, see what works, see what doesn't work. Um, just like with beer, with wine, whatever the case may be, you're going to have some things you like more than others. So that would be my starting point, I would say. Cool. Alberto? Um, first of all, beer will never have a place in keto since it is pretty much liquid bread. So mm-hmm. You just got to get that out there. I mean, everybody's free to do what they want, but it doesn't matter how low carb or low calorie the beer is. Beer is, is flat out not keto. Um, that and following kind of what Jim was just saying, uh, I, I'm a big whiskey fanatic. I will, I used to be an even bigger whiskey fanatic, but, uh, I, honestly for the price, uh, George Dickel 12 year, uh, will not steer you wrong. I mean, you're not going to spend, I would say maybe 25, 30 bucks on a bottle. It, it's arguably the best whiskey you're going to get for the price without stepping into the 50, $60 range. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy it all in, in its place. Um, I've got recipes for, for almost everything and it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. You know, if it's a, if it's a hot summer day and, and, uh, you know, I just got off work and I, and I feel like having a cocktail. Um, I've got my quote unquote little keto margarita recipe that, uh, that is actually quite refreshing. And I'll just share the recipe with you now because it's pretty awesome. Uh, now, this is the way I make it. And so basically what I'll go, I'll get a fresh jalapeno, uh, fresh limes, tequila, and then just plain old seltzer soda water. And I'll, I'll cut a couple slivers of jalapeno, muddle them in the bottom of a glass. And I'll take those fresh limes and I'll juice them. I got a little tiny juicer, so I get a few ounces of, uh, of fresh lime juice. So muddle the jalapeno in the bottom of the glass. I'll go one-to-one with tequila and fresh-squeezed lime juice, so usually about an ounce of each. Uh, fill it with ice, salt on the rim, and then top it off with, with seltzer water. And you can put a couple drops of liquid stevia in there if you want to sweeten it up a little bit. But it, it's just a really clean, refreshing. The tequila doesn't overpower the lime. Doesn't, and the, the jalapeno in there doesn't over, just, just adds a little bit to the tail end of that. And it, it's just a really good drink. You can, you, you can make a giant batch of it when you have people coming over. Almost no one's ever really turned it down. 
so that, that's probably one of my go-tos. Uh, our friends over at the Keto Evangelist have no shortage of recipes. Uh, the one that I had posted about a couple of weeks ago, and you'd have to go to the ketoevangelistkitchen.com to find it because I'm not going to spew off the whole recipe right here, but a, a keto version of a, a Latin favorite, Coquito. That, that's made with rum. I've also made it with whiskey. It's uh, coconut cream and coconut milk, a little bit of vanilla cinnamon in there, uh, some nutmeg, uh, some some sweetener. I use pyre. Uh, that, that you throw it all pretty much just batch it all with uh, eight ounces of booze and in, in a blender and, and uh makes an eggnog type drink that is is quite satisfying and super high in fat so i mean you can work that in quite easily and then uh let's not forget our friends over at zevia uh, they actually do quite a bit on the alcohol side they, they actually make legit zevia mixers um their cream soda their root beer go very very well with whiskey uh one of our fellow members that we got to get back on uh keith beeson he introduced me to uh whiskey uh root beer and then uh just a little splash of heavy whipping cream on top and you got yourself an adult root beer float that is phenomenal yep i uh i the 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 zevia mixers are a really great thing to to get familiar flavors without the extra carbs and so so I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like Jim, I, I've kind of been slowly but surely getting on the whiskey train and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm to the point where I actually have found the, the type of whiskey that I enjoy is the rye. The rye whiskeys are just something about them, something about their, their specific type of flavor that, that I just lot. And so I've been doing some of those. Um, I, uh, my, my wife will sometimes make uh, different, so the, the nice thing about it is Really, it actually simplifies things to do uh, keto uh, alcohol drinks because usually it's one or two alcoholic components, maybe something like lime, some salt, salsa water, or something, you know, and then ice, and then you're done. And yeah. uh, so, and and you can order something that's compliant at any bar in the world. Uh, the thing, the only thing to to be careful of is make sure that when you're ordering it, you tell them soda, not. Um, Saying that wrong? Am I saying that backwards? Um, no, you're right. As long as yeah. it's club soda and not tonic water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because tonic water generally has some some type of sh- uh, sugar in it, uh, and that that's certainly not something that to take in. I actually my 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 Montana Mule the other night w- over dinner um, very likely had its lime juice with simple syrup in it, so it sucked. But I was like, I already ordered it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, I mean, there's only going to be so much you can do in, in outings, you know. So it's really yeah, one of those things. You know? Yeah, well, and, and I got it because they they said they weren't using ginger beer; they were using um, like fresh ground ginger. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be good. Yeah, that wasn't the issue. <laughs> the ginger <laughs> was not uh, was not where where there was an issue. So I uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. And and so uh, luckily I've been ketosis long enough that me having one bad night is not a big deal. Um, so that's yeah. kind of my, my two cents on, on alcoholic drinks and, and while, while on keto. And I'm very definitely not the type that wants to encourage, um, addictive behaviors. So if you are, um, type that are, can find yourself in an addictive situation, if you have to just abstain, there's nothing that says that you have mm-hmm. to uh, take it in. And if, uh, you know, it, it, in, in that same vein, if you're uh, at a keto men's club event of some sort, and all the people around you are, are drinking, don't worry about it. Get some club soda, sparkly water, whatever. Get a lime in it, you know, to make it look like you've got something. Nobody's going to care, really. Yeah. No, nobody's going to care. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, honestly, following that, 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 which you were just said about the, when we were at KetoCon last year, it was actually, I mean, it, it was kind of a revelation to me. Like, that was probably the first time in a long time I've ever just hung out had a good time mm-hmm. and nobody was drinking like nobody the whole weekend was drinking at all and to me it was always in my whole life it's been synonymous mm-hmm. hang out with friends drink booze hang out with friends drink booze and then you know that weekend we, it, it was strictly about the hanging out and the talking and, and we had a cigar but mm-hmm. there, there was no booze the entire weekend and it was probably arguably one of the best weekends of my life it, it was fantastic yeah absolutely and and so yeah it it's uh it's not a prerequisite by any means uh i think th- there's a lot of unhealthy ties that people find uh, to uh, things like alcohol uh, because of whatever, you know, they they attach to it for whatever reason. So definitely something that, that um, is good to talk about to discuss what our options are, but it's very definitely not a prerequisite. You don't have to do it in, in 
So if you need to stay away, just stay away. It's not a big deal. What yeah. um what cocktails we talked about like liquor, but are and beer beers out, you know, as, as Alberto mentioned. So cocktail wise, are there two, three, anything that you guys recommend that you would say like I thought you know, you'd never rocks is good. <laughs> 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 All right. Gr- gather around, kids. Alberto's gonna tell a story. <laughs> no, I mean it really depends on what you want. And okay, we're, we're, we're this is real talk, okay? Diet sodas will be a better option than your sugar filled regular sodas mm-hmm. i'm not ideal but it's gonna happen you know I, I don't drink diet sodas i think they taste terrible but it, but but it's a thing and along that that realm coke zero is a gray area you know you can i i on rare occasion will drink a coke zero and if i want a whiskey and coke it's a whiskey and coke zero if i want a rum and coke it's a rum and coke zero um not 100 percent the cleanest but if i'm gonna be drinking booze you know, you, you kind of do, you make the best decision you can in the circumstances. And, and as rarely as I drink, I don't think twice about it. But uh, yeah, you can make your, your, your cocktails with your with your Coke Zero rum and Coke Zero with a squeeze of lime to make yourself a little uh, Cuba Libre is quite refreshing. You know, everybody who likes whiskey and Cokes, you know, same thing there. Um, that's about as far as I go into the sodas. I really don't do a whole lot with diet sodas. I'm sure there's there's options out there, too. Um, I just don't, that's just not, that's not where I drink. Fair enough. Yep. Um, Chris, anything for you? So I'm, I'm pretty simple in that regard. I do, um, for me, if, if I'm, if, if I'm not wanting, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm just doing like whiskey on the rocks, uh, whenever I go out. And so it, it, I don't even add the soda. Uh, but usually, uh, historically speaking, my, my go-to has been some type of alcohol, lime soda on the rocks and you know just kind of depends on what i'm interested in sometimes it's vodka sometimes it's whiskey um but yeah i've, I've kind of gotten to, to simplicity in that regard um enjoy that just as much um i think i i do you know probably more pre-keto than than now you know a good margarita is good so alberto's recipe would be a good one to go with um yeah i don't i i guess i probably just don't have enough experience because i really am not a huge drinker I, yeah, yeah, I think even with keto in general, like you, you, you seriously oversimplify your way of eating, and the, the same seems to go for the booze too. Like when I go out for barbecue, I mean, I'm not a fan of sauce to begin with, but you know, you out here, like you want to try the sauce. I'm like, no, I want to taste the craft. I don't want to taste the stuff you put on top of the craft. You know, like so, same thing goes when I drink booze. Like if I drink whiskey, like I, I might drop an ice cube in there, but like I at first, I really, really want to taste the whiskey. And as we were saying earlier, like uh, Zevia actually has. All their, all their, everything Zevia makes is 100% keto friendly. It's, it's stevia sweetened. And I know they have ginger beer. I know they have mm-hmm. tonic water. Um, their sodas, I mean, to me, their cola does not taste like a cola and it's clear, which just mentally throws yeah. me off. <laughs> yep. Um, I think out of the ones I had, um, root beer, cream soda, and the root beer I wouldn't even really call like it just tastes good. I just wouldn't say it tastes like root beer. But the root beer, the cream soda, and the grape soda are probably the ones that I've had that I would say, if I was to use them on a regular basis or try to incorporate them into cocktails, it would probably would be those. I agree. Okay. I guess the only thing that I would throw in is, is, and I've mentioned this in the group more than once, the one thing that I really miss on keto that I wish there was a solid substitute for is juice, like orange juice when you're sick or uh, like orange pineapple, things like that. So, um, you know, having a, uh, like a Bloody Mary or uh, I don't know what, but those, that's one of the things that I wish there was a good solid, real substitute for. That's my only, that's my wish list, I would say. Bloody Marys, I know there is. I, 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 because I know a friend of mine had made them and and it was on her keto page. So, um, and then, and it was a pre made mix. It would obviously be very high in carbs because of the tomato juice. Right. You could, you could make, and I don't even think honestly it'd be that hard to make your own Bloody Mary mix. But Bloody Mary, if I were to put a little effort towards it, I'm pretty sure I could come up with a 100% keto version of that. Mm, bloody mary but you, mm. it would be like a meal <laughs> yeah it'd be a meal in itself <laughs> i was gonna say you know you could put a lot of bacon in it then that doesn't bacon make a keto yeah something like <laughs> always that. something always. like that um so right, marshmallows carnivore <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um there's a discussion oh, in a uh, instagram group chat about just that um we're gonna invite you to the beginners club <laughs> <laughs> get from my shenanigans there you go um so do we want to uh talk about swag 
Well, I think oh, we have to now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to say, man. I think we, we will have had enough this. time. I, I I just need to set up the, the online store. So at this point, there's really not much. We're putting it, the pressure on you then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. So we have found a local printing company, that uh, t-shirt printing company here in the Austin area that's going to help us with the printing on this. Uh, so we can do relatively small batches, uh, but we are going to do some pre-sales. And so I'm, I'm going to get that posted on my website. You'll be able to go on and um, pre-order your shirt. And then uh, we don't know exactly what the delivery time. Did we say four to six weeks, probably? That's what we're thinking, uh, but it would be four to six weeks after the pre-sale closes. Yes, yes, after the pre-sale closes. So we will have a set period of time that is our pre-sale. We'll probably, seeing that this is airing at the, the very tail end of the year, let's say like the first, you know, 15, 10 days of the, the year. So January 1st to the 10th is probably what, what I'll aim for. Um, it's going to be a, a one type of t-shirt. Did we... Did we say black with white text? Or? Yeah, I think uh, when you put that poll out there, I think black, mm-hmm. uh, well, it was just color of t-shirt, but yeah. I think black with white text is, uh, the shirt's going to be black regardless of what yeah. we end up doing with the font may vary a little bit, but mm-hmm. more than likely it's going to be black and white. Yeah, so um, that's that's kind of, and it's going to be uh, our, our logo that hopefully you've noticed on our podcasts. Uh, it's kind of, uh, we, we finally landed on a logo that we liked. It's very simple, very clean. It's just text. So it's nothing fancy. Um, but we've got that. And so it's going to be that, um, on, on the front of the shirt as we uh, move on down the line, as these are successful, we'll kind of roll what profits there are back into doing more of these, but there are some, some costs associated. Uh, did we decide on a cost? Um, the my only thing is is dollars, <laughs> and they'll come with a free autograph and a steak. <laughs> uh-huh. No, uh huh. No, just because I don't like to spend money on anything. My my only caveat is if we were going to make this happen, I really wanted the shirts to be right around the twenty dollar mark. Yeah. So the, so that's what we're aiming for. We think this guy is going to be able to work with us. Uh, again, like he said, local guy. I met him at the gym. He has his own. He does his own t shirts. I actually bought two of his t shirts just so I could see him up close and personal and, you know, and, and see what his quality was. And I was actually quite impressed. So I, I talked to him about getting these going and, and he's a real small out of his house deal. So uh, he said he could handle any number. He's good with the pre-sales and he's good with any size. So I mean, there are, you know, we have everyone, I'm a medium. Uh, there's not very many people who wear size medium. And I know we got guys that are up into three, four XLs and yep. we want to accommodate everyone. So there's going to be a little juggling involved. He said he'll do his best to work with us and to make sure that everybody's happy. And, uh, I mean, we, I want it to be successful because it gets our name out there, gets the club out there. Anything we make off this is going to get rolled right back into the podcast. We're going to help a dude who's local. And it, it overall, it's just a win-win. He's a, he's a hell of a nice guy. and He's definitely going out of his way to accommodate us. So I'm hoping it just all works out. But let me let me throw one thing in. Local doesn't mean that you have to be in Texas to get these. No, 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 not at all. We will ship anywhere. Yes. So just keep that in mind as you're listening. Alberto and Chris know this guy and have made all the arrangements and everything. But if you're like me in Indiana or you're listening from Canada or whatever the case may be, um, you will. We hope that everybody who is listening anywhere in the world, because we've got listeners all the world, will be able to get one of these shirts if they're interested. Um, we will we'll work out all the shipping details on that, but we're, uh, so just to sum up, we're going to have our first shirt out, uh, soon. We'll have a, a, a short pre-order time that gives us a chance to know how many we're going to have. It is going to be pay up front, but we'll get it delivered to you just as quickly as possible. And once, uh, we kind of get that first round out, then we'll be able to do more colors, more variations. All of that will be a whole lot easier because we can, uh, it's just going to be that, that much easier to be able to, to ramp this up. But uh, we're, we're going to just try to keep it small at first and then build from there, uh, just like anything else. And that just uh, any profit really does. It goes to offset the expenses that are associated with the uh, running the, the podcast, uh, the hosting, all of that type of thing. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for right now. I, I do. I want to say this and I think that, that Jim would echo. Thank you for a incredibly successful 2019 uh, as far as the podcasts go, the Facebook group. Um, definitely, it's not because the three of us decided to do something. It's because of the people who have supported us while we were doing it. So thank you for the support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for getting the word out. Um, it, it's been been amazing. Completely agree. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. 
And we're just getting going. Yes, and we're just getting going. I, I agree. Uh, so we, it, that's going to be uh, 2020 is just going to be better, bigger. Um, have to talk about we have we haven't even talked about goal setting for the group or the podcast for 2020 yet. So we will have our own goals to set at some point. Uh, but we're making good strides into some of the ones that we've had for this year, and so we're excited to to see those growth uh, growing options place. Uh, let's go around the horn real quick with socials and how people can share. And then we'll go from there. Uh, Jim, how about you start us out? Um, find me on, uh, Facebook in the group, the Keto Man's Club or on Instagram, Jim Inman, J-R. Very good. Alberto. Uh, same thing goes for the group on Instagram at the Keto Cholo. Yep. I am in the group as well, of course. And you can get me on Instagram at, at Duckman Keto. You can get the podcast at uh, Keto Man's Club podcast, and you can email us if you have a question, comment, uh, concern, whatever it may be. Uh, you can email us at uh, Keto Man's Club podcast at gmail.com. For links to our socials, to the Facebook group, to the Facebook page for the podcast, to the podcast itself on uh, Simplecast, all of the links to everything, including KetoCon, get your tickets now before prices go up. Uh, even further because they, they have already gone up some, um, but uh, all of the links to everything are there. Um, there's a link for the Alterna suite and uh, a link to our friends at liquid who are now on Amazon again. Uh, just really with a new flavor. Uh, the new flavor is dragon fruit. And right now it's not yet uh, available for sale. They're only doing it as giveaways. So um, hopefully that will be available for purchase soon because I'm excited to try it. So, uh, that, that's the, uh, that, that's the, all of those links are available at the keto Uh, get on there, uh, link it up to wherever you need to connect to. Uh, we'll be adding, of course, the beginners group to that, uh, as of this airing so that people can access it that way as well. Um, exciting things to come and we're glad to have you here if you did find value in this podcast, would you share it with someone or, uh, take the time to leave a comment? It would mean any parting shots, gents? Wishing everybody a happy 2020. And um, as Chris said, you know, thanks for following along and everything. And there's more good stuff to come for sure. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Until next week, eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>